The Art of Being Human presents podcasts on the work of Byron Katie. This episode is part of the People Doing the Work series, where you get a chance to listen in as others go through the process. This is session one with Ernest Holmes Svensson. For more podcasts on the work of Byron Katie, go to www.theartofbeinghuman.dk slash podcasts. And now, session one. Hello, my name is Ernest, and in this episode of the Podcasts on the Work of Byron Katie, we are getting started on the People Doing the Work series. My purpose with this series is to share with you recordings of people actually doing the work, to give you a sense of what doing the work can sound like, and to point out some of the aspects of the practice that I believe are helpful to understand. Since this is the first episode, and so potentially the first time you hear the work actually being done, or possibly the first time you hear the work being done by someone other than Byron Katie, I have chosen a straightforward recording of a single one-liner being worked as part of the process of going through a Judge Your Neighbor worksheet. This is the work in its purest form. Fill in a worksheet, pick a one-liner, ask the four questions and a few sub-questions, Identify the turnarounds and find examples. One of the things I often notice with people who are new to the work, and especially those who have only seen YouTube clips of Byron Katie working on stage, is that they think that as facilitators they are supposed to do a lot more than they are. Based on what they've seen or their experience from other methods, they view the facilitator as some sort of a teacher or therapist who is supposed to do a bunch of clever somersaults to bring the client to new and amazing insights. But that's not the case at all. As I've said in other episodes, the role of the facilitator is simply to hold the space, ask the questions, remind the client to come back if they leave the work, and sometimes, if it feels appropriate, to offer their input on examples for turnarounds. That's all. This is the client's journey. It's the client's work, and it's for the client to tap into their own wisdom and find their own answers as they go inside. What you'll hear in this episode, then, is a typical setup of a typical work session conducted, as it very often is, via Skype. The one-liner you'll hear worked is the first statement on a judge-your-neighbor worksheet written from a situation where the client is eating dinner with her husband, Matthew. Matthew has promised their five-year-old son, Sia, that he would play with him, and Sia is asking Matthew to come play now. The moment the client is holding is just as Matthew says, can I eat, which to the client's mind is an unclear answer. The one-liner she's working is, he is confusing Sia. And I'll invite you to notice how the client is taking her time, sinking into the questions, and allowing the answers to come by themselves as she simply witnesses her mind at work. There's no intellectual straining. It's not a rational exercise of seek and find. It is a meditative flow of ask and wait as the client sinks into inquiry to find her answers. Enjoy. (music) 
So I'll invite you back to the situation. At dinner. She is asking Matthew to come play. And Matthew says, can I eat? In that moment, Matthew is confusing Sia. Is that true? Yes. In that moment, Matthew is confusing Sia. Can you absolutely know that that's true? Yes. And how do you react? What happens in that moment when you believe the thought he's confusing Sia? I become tense in my shoulders and in my chest. My whole body starts to move forward. I feel the need to get involved. I get angry with Matthew and frustrated. I hear Zia start to whine and I immediately blame Matthew for it. I give him a look like he's doing it wrong. I see images of him doing this sort of thing before where he's not clear and he's asking permission and Zia just gets more and more upset, more and more whiny, more and more manipulative. And then I see images of Zia walking all over Matthew and becoming someone who doesn't respect people, doesn't listen, and I blame Matthew. I begin to feel like it's life or death for Zia Matthew, step up now. And as I see him not moving from his position, 
how I react is that I get involved and I say, your dad said no. I feel frantic inside. Like I need to put out a fire. I feel responsible for educating Zia. And I feel like I'm alone in it. And I blame Matthew for that. I see him as weak. I feel like it's unfair that he's put me in this position. And I also notice that I feel the need to defend Matthew. So when I look at Zia, I begin to defend Matthew, like if he needed my defense. Mm. So I feel responsible for both of them. As well as everybody that Zia will encounter in the future that he'll walk all over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And who would you be in that moment without the thought he's confusing Zia? Breathing easier. The first thing I see is that um, his relationship, their relationship is is their own. It's isolated. And I I hear him say, can I eat? And I'm curious if he can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) like, I kind of, so I, I feel not bad. I feel the words that come are, I feel bad for him, but there's no less than, there's no judgment in it. It's just like, oh, honey, like, I don't know if you're going to be able to. You're not, you're not giving yourself a chance to eat. <laughs> so I, it feels light. 
I let them have their dynamic and I don't butt in. Which feels way relaxing. <clears throat> With the thought, I saw it as a mixed message. And without the thought, I see very clearly how it's being delivered. And I trust that Zia gets that too, that that's not lost on Zia. That's the way Matthew communicates. Mm. And I trust that Zia, who's known him all his life, understands his language yes. as well. Yeah. And how do you see Matthew without the thought? I see someone who is um, completely devoted to fathering. I see someone who doesn't want to miss a minute with Sia. who doesn't burden himself with have-tos. And see um, someone who's really generous. And just in that moment, as Matthew says, can I eat? Mm. Without the thought. What do you see? He's asking a question. He He's still finding whether and whether he could be persuaded or not. It, he's not. <laughs> he doesn't have a fixed idea. Mm-hmm. 
so interesting. I see him as having much more of a fixed idea about dinner than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it... <laughs> She's breaking another bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's open to persuasion. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Matthew is confusing Sia. A turnaround? He's not confusing Sia. And how is that true in that moment? So he's asking a question. Sia's continuing to push basically telling him no <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're in conversation he's not confusing him mm-hmm. he's very clearly they're in a conversation <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's not confusing him he he isn't saying yes or no when he means yes or no and that's what I was putting on him in that moment I thought he meant no but was not clearly saying no but he's not there yet he's not he's not a no yet mm-hmm. or he's not a no yeah so he's not confusing see so yeah He's in dialogue. He's in dialogue and that's not confusing. So my version is just say no and stay firm. (laughs) That's not a dialogue. That's confusing to another human being (laughs) when you're standing right there in front of them. So um, my mind is just moving to he's clear. He's not confusing. He's clear in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Um, he's clearly asking for what he wants and asking because he could be, again, he could be shifted. And that feels um, so appropriate when it comes to Zia's age because Zia's five. So he's clear. He's clear because he's letting Zia know what he's doing and what he what he wants to do so if Zia had forgotten what was going on in Matthew's world which is dinner this brings clarity 
it's a different way than I'm eating now, but can I eat holds the same mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. So he's being clear. I have something also if you want. Yeah. And, and I don't know um, the particulars, but it sounds to me like he's also communicating where he's at emotionally. In Can in you how say more? yeah, in how he says it. If I hear you correctly, he's he's saying, "Can I eat?" in in sort of a firm way, or so he's also being clear about what he mm. feels in that moment. Yes, there's there's more than just the words that are yeah. translating communicate that are communicating. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Say more. No, it's just Yeah, my mind just goes to having that very clear form of communication that you want like honey, you know, not now, later, that that kind of thing. That's one way of being clear. And to my mind, it's not bad for a child to learn those other types of clarity people sometimes have to get into life with that people experience. People always have. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Yeah. Definitely. That mm. could be confusing later on. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm confusing Zia Uh in that situation Uh and I see many ways that I'm doing that and the first is by um, interjecting in something that is none of my business that's Mm -hmm. between the two of them I'm confusing him by giving his father a look and not supporting his father, that's, I've caused um, the wavering in that moment when I am no longer supporting Matthew, mm-hmm. or, or, or at least just respecting his way. Mm-hmm. I'm confusing Zia. I've given him the information. <laughs> that Matthew is weak mm-hmm. and swayable. I'm I'm I don't recall if I said it in that in that situation but I can hear myself saying it in these similar situations being like you're not being clear or um, or that that sounds confusing you know that's that's like 
an opportunity that's a golden opportunity for Zia to jump on. And he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. So I'm confusing him mm-hmm. or up op- or offering opportunity for confusion. I'm confusing him when I um, when I interject specifically how I'm confusing him is I'm letting him know that his father isn't capable of making his own decisions. Or that some people require other people to make decisions for them. Mm. And I'm confusing him when I am living out the feelings of responsibility towards him and towards Matthew. anything there yes what comes up for me is the so so there is an underlying notion here that there is a right way of having this communication and a wrong way yeah and and that can be the basis for a lot of confusion yeah <laughs> yeah my like, whole hint <laughs> sorry like my whole internal <laughs> yeah, yeah you, that'll is confused based on the right and wrong exactly thing. exactly right so 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 there's something that's right and there's something there's one way I can talk and one way I can't talk and am I doing it right now and all of these things you, you oh. could be putting into see you there <laughs> yeah <laughs> hate this work <laughs> yeah. Yes. The loving parent. Do you see any other turnarounds? He's confusing Sia. I want to say I'm confusing me mm-hmm. in this situation. Yes. I'm confusing me when I um, begin to witness those images of Zia in the future. Um, 
not being respectful, not having a sense of yes and no. Being confused. Like I, I see images of him as a as a man and in that situation and I confuse me. And then I start to treat him like that image. That's confusing. Mm-hmm. And I confuse my whole body. I'm like in a my body is tense and holding holding stress and tension. And putting that on Matthew. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm confusing me. Mm. Yeah, I'm confusing me when I'm not looking at Matthew in the way that I saw him without the belief. Yeah. I get very confused. I see him as um, weak and un- uncaring. And he's... anything but those things. So I confuse me. Why did I marry this guy? That's confusing. Yeah, and I, I confuse me because I totally shut down my love. Mm. I confuse me when I think it's my job. To not only be mom, but to be dad. And I confuse me when I live out of there's a right and a wrong way to parent. And it confuses me when I think that it's my job. I might have already said this, but I'm just getting it in a whole nother level. Of <clears throat> I confuse me when I think it's my job to make everything okay. Like I hear Zia whine, and I immediately go into kind of like when he was you know just a few Mm. days a few weeks old and uh, it's it's like I have to shut that off I have to take care of that and that that I confuse me when I'm still in that mode yeah yeah Mm.
The work of Byron Katie is copyrighted by Byron Katie International. You can read more on www.thework.com. For more podcasts like this one, visit theartofbeinghuman.dk. And feel free to contact me if you have any questions or comments to this podcast. You can find my contact information at theartofbeinghuman.dk or you can simply send an email to ernest at kavm.dk. That is ernest at kiloalphavictormike.dk. Thank you for listening.